Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Kindest Regards. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know that this episode is a day later than normal. You guys are just going to have to bear with me over the next month or so. I think my ability to manage everything is definitely going to be put to the ultimate test, but I am still going to do my absolute very best to get an episode out for you guys every single week. Um, I think, yeah, I was just a a day shy (laughs) this week. Um, I cannot even tell you how much is going on. I am officially a month away today from getting married, so it is absolutely all systems go at the moment to get everything done and organized and sorted before the wedding. I had my final florist call last night to get everything sorted for all the flowers, which is 100% going to be just one of my favorite parts of the day is the flowers. It's also just my favorite part of looking at other people's weddings and looking at all the florals. So that is so important to me is having the florals be perfect. And then I had my, well, I guess sort of final fitting of my wedding dress last night, um, just to needed to be like hemmed and, you know, make sure everything was perfect. And then I have, I guess, sort of a final try on about a week or so before, So had all that going on, I, yeah, it's crazy. We also have our bachelor and bachelorette parties this weekend, which guys, I, it was touch and go like this earlier in the week, I started to feel a little bit unwell. Tom started to feel a little bit unwell. We were like, no, 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 (laughs) like, There is no way that we can get sick right now. That would be an absolute disaster. Um, I think with just so much going on, it's your immune system sort of flops a little bit. I literally got a blood test last week, though, and it said that all my red blood cells were fine and my immune response was good. So I was like, I don't know if I'm sick. I think maybe I'm just run down and I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable or immunocompromised. But just pumped the vitamin C and the armor force. And I think that I have put it at bay, or at least I'm hoping so. So this weekend we have my bachelorette party on Saturday, which will be amazing. We're doing a long lunch and we're doing um, the afternoon on a boat on the harbor and then just partying the night away for the rest of the evening, which will be so much fun. I just... I'm so excited. I think it's just having all the women in your life that are important to you and you're close with and mean so much to you be there in the same room to celebrate you getting married is just, yeah, I I think it's just insanely special. Um, but you know, it's, there's a lot of planning involved and I'm an absolute control freak. So there's, yeah, it's been a journey, but there's a lot of moving parts, but it's going to be so special and beautiful. And Thomas is off to Brisbane with the boys and having a weekend away, which will also be, I'm sure so, so, so much fun. So yes, I also have a research essay due this week, which guys, anything that'll put you to the test with life is working full time, studying, getting married, doing a podcast, shooting content. It is, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, luckily, I enjoy being busy, but this ain't for the faint hearted guys. I recommend having less on your plate on in life than this. But anyway... So this episode, um, I'm going to do a big Q&A like I do sometimes because I find it really difficult to pick 
topics when I feel like all the questions are so different and I don't like not getting to as many as I possibly can. So let's jump into a little Q&A. Okay, so jumping right into it, I am happy to start with this question because I feel like it. I've just been chatting about the wedding, but I have wedding planning, uh, things to look out for, and your top tips. I would say the biggest and best thing that we ever did was hire a wedding planner. And I understand that it's not in everybody's budget and it's not feasible for some people. But if you are someone like Thomas and I, where we were lucky enough to be able to do it, but we were on the fence and we thought, are we able to do it in in the sense that do we need one? And we ended up getting recommended our wedding planner and she is absolutely unbelievable. The, the detail organization, vendor, liaising with all the vendors, all the suppliers, our venue. We have been so calm throughout this entire process. And I know that weddings can be really stressful and tense on relationships. And I can just comfortably say that Thomas and I have managed to get through this process really unscathed and I think that a lot of it really does have to do with having an incredible wedding planner so if you are busy people you both have like full jobs and lives and a lot going on I think having a wedding planner just really does ease the stress and it also just means that you know that you know everything is well in hand our wedding planner has done a lot of weddings at our venue and we just feel very we're just we're in good hands and I think that that is yeah a huge huge relief uh things to look out for and top tips I'm trying to think I would say I don't know it's not too I just I think there are so many little things that you don't realize like I've never planned like a big party let alone like you know a wedding so There are so many things that having a professional wedding planner helps with because there are so many little things that you just don't even think about. Like you don't even realize there's a thing that you have to sort. And I think having her has been such a blessing because we just know that all the little things that are, you know, a big deal, but you just wouldn't know because I've only been to like a handful of weddings in my entire life, let alone planned ones. So that would definitely be a top tip. I would say try to, when you're planning your wedding, I won't like give anything away because I know that, you know, there'll be a lot of photos and, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but we have managed to make a lot of decisions that are very personal to us and tried to incorporate as much sentiment and beauty and into our wedding as possible. And every single decision that we have made was calculated and deliberate. And I would say just don't rush the decision making make sure that it makes sense for you really think things through I want people to come to our wedding and feel just so much love and thought I want just I want every part of the wedding to feel really beautiful and thought through and like every decision was a decision you know there was nothing that was sort of flippantly decided and I really feel like we've been able to hit the mark with that but obviously you never know we'll have to see how it how it looks in a month's time but um yeah and I would say just getting into your venue and locking that in as early as you can I feel so grateful that we managed to get our venue I know that it has become increasingly popular to get married at Redleaf since we booked it and we 
booked our venue well over a year out. I think it was a year and a half out and a little less a year and three months. And, you know, we still had to get married a year and three months later. So um, I would say get your venue locked in as soon as you can so that you aren't stressed and running around trying to find the venue because that is obviously a big decision. Next question, I've got how to recover from a breakup. I just, I feel for you. I, I know the pain. Um, I look back on my relationship history with a really interesting lens. I made such terrible choices in my past relationships and I picked all the wrong people for me and I was oddly sort of... It's sort of, it's interesting because you can obviously only do this with hindsight. And at the time, you know, you you, you love them so much and you feel like your whole world's going to end when, you know, if you weren't with that person. But it's so weird looking back on it now because I was so immensely unhappy in a lot of my last relationships. I was so unhappy and I wasn't getting any of my core values met in those relationships. And... I think it's weird now being with someone that just is so right for me and does, you know, lines up with all of my values and just adores me and wants to make me happy. That was such a big part of it was I was in relationships where I actually didn't feel like they wanted to make me happy. Like they didn't care if like my feelings were hurt or they didn't care if I was happy in the relationship. It was just like, well, too bad. Like they were always the priority. Their feelings and needs were always put first. And it was, it wasn't a partnership. Like we weren't a team. We I was just along for the ride and had to buck up and get on with it. And that is so far from my current, relationship and my dynamic with Thomas it's we are a partnership we're a team each other's feelings are of utmost importance and I think you'll realize getting out of whatever relationship that you're in what is meant for you will will happen for you like the I think rejection is just redirection you're not meant to be with that person And sometimes it can be really hard to feel that way in the beginning. But I am quite like I kind of Henry VIII. Is it Henry VIII? Henry the yeah, it's Henry VIII, isn't it? Henry VIII like chopped all of his wives' heads off, right? I'm this is a brutal tangent, but I'm like that with exes. Off with your head. Like once it's over, it's over. I'm done. It's that's it for me. I cut off emotionally. I cut off physically. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to see you. I'm done. Moving on. That's how I heal and that's how I deal with it. That's the best way to deal with it, in my opinion. I don't believe in this whole let's be friends, let's stay in each other's lives. Like, no, like we weren't friends before. I don't want to be friends now. Like, we're good. I'm moving on. Like, I don't need I don't need you in my life. You don't tick any box in my life at this point. And I think that cutting that person out and trying to reevaluate your life and you're putting a lot of emphasis on your friendships. I know that when I like sort of my my bigger breakup before Tom, 
Um, I went through a period of being single for probably a year and a half, nearly two years. And that was like one of the best times of my entire life. I got so much self-confidence. I got all of my mojo back. I had some of the most incredible times with friends. Um, I really got an incredible group of friends and just had so, so, so much fun. So lean on your friendships. They will get you through just about anything. And I think that having their support and distraction and going out and having fun. I remember the week of a of a breakup years ago, my friends were just like, we're going out. Like, I don't care if you want to go out. I don't care if you don't want to go out. I don't care if you want to sit at home and just like wallow, like get up, we're out of here. And it was the best thing I could have done. Like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to have fun. I just wanted to stop being in my head about it. It was like, it's done. It's over. I'm actually okay with the fact it's done and it's over. We just need to like pick ourselves up and move on. And I promise you, whatever breakup you're going through, you will look back on it and laugh. Like the pain will feel so, like there won't be any pain. You're going to look back and be like, oh my God, thank God. Like, I, I can't imagine still being in that place. Like, thank you so much to the universe that d- just decided, like, this is so not for you and we're going to pull you out of this. And I think, yeah, you just need to remember that, like, this too shall pass and you will look back and realize why why that happened and how it was so, so right for you. Okay, so I have a question that says ways to spice up your relationship after you've been together for years. Um, This is a good question. I feel like there are certain things in our relationship. I can obviously only speak from like my own experience. So from my experience, obviously, Thomas and I have been together for years. I feel like we have the same love languages in many ways. We both very much enjoy quality time. And I feel like a lot of couples that I know and speak to that have been together for years or a really long time, five years, 10 years, whatever it is, they sort of get into the habit of their own routine and they don't do like date night anymore and they don't go out and do things that they both love to do together and they don't have those shared experiences anymore because you just get so caught up in like the day-to-day of life and just like living life together and living together and just, you know, oh, I see them all the time, so who cares? I so egregiously don't believe in that. It's just not how we operate in our relationship. We have date night once or twice a week, just the two of us, um, whether that be going out or doing whatever we want to do, just the two of us. And it just allows us to enjoy each other's company and go and enjoy food that we both like. I'm not saying you have to do this once or twice a week. Obviously, everybody's schedules allow for different things, but we prioritize that and spending quality time together is a huge focus for us and I think it just allows us to you know you can talk about anything it doesn't have to be a big deal it doesn't have to be like okay like let's take a seat and talk about our lives and our relationship it doesn't have to be like that like it's just chill it's just about making time for one another and you know making sure that you know, you both have are making that time together a priority. Something that Thomas and I love doing is we love food and we love going to restaurants and we love, you know, going out to restaurants. And I think that's something that as a couple, we enjoy doing together. So I think making sure that you are spending quality time with one another is really, really important. And just like enjoying 
you know, enjoying things together that maybe you haven't done. Like, I <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I know Thomas and I both have TV shows that we watch without the other people. Like, I'm not going to subject Real Housewives onto him and he's not going to subject that weird zombie show that he watches on Stan to me. But, like, I don't want to watch that and I don't enjoy it and he doesn't want to watch women scream at each other. So, fair. But we also have TV shows that we get really excited to watch together. And if one of us was to watch an episode without the other person, it would be terrible. <laughs> so, like, we watched um, – you know, we would watch Yellowstone together. And if I watched an episode of Yellowstone without him, that would be like sacrilege. Or we were up to season three of The Fall and we're watching that together. And we, you know, like I'm not going to go watch that without him. So it's just making time for one another. I think after years can be a habit that you definitely get out of. You know, making sure that I'm a big words of affirmation person. I need to be told every single day, multiple times, that I love you. I need it. It's just who I am. I just, it's who I am. Making sure that I would say, I know it sounds so like cliche and stupid, but if you haven't done the love languages quiz with your partner, like absolutely do it because it makes so, so, so much sense. And how people give and receive love can be very, very different. Like I'm big on physical touch. Like if, if Thomas didn't know that I'm big on physical touch, like maybe, you know, he puts more effort into like making sure that I get cuddles or making sure that I get, I get certain things that I want that, you know, fill my cup. And I know he's big on acts of service. So, you know, it's just like little things like that. And knowing what the other person really values, I think can get you out of any ruts that, you know, you might be sitting in or you might feel like you're just living the monotony of the relationship. You know, you're in the day to day. And I know that that can happen to some people. And I think that it's just important to know what each of you value in your relationship and what you need and how you give and receive love can be a really good place to start. Okay, I have a question on uni outfit ideas, tips to romanticize the daily. I love that. Um, I haven't been on campus in a freaking age because of COVID, but also because I am doing my classes online and I'm in my last class now, but I'm doing it online. But I used to love going on campus. I used to love getting dressed and going to my classes and, you know, going to the library, going to the coffee shop, meeting out with friends. I loved it. I, I, it's something that I really miss coming out of COVID. And obviously I'm nearly done with my degree, so I won't be doing it again, but also that I miss now that I work full time, obviously, even if I was able to go on campus, I just don't think I would have the same experience that I did in my first probably, I don't know, couple of years of uni, I probably was able to manage it a little bit better. But I loved getting dressed for uni. I was never the type that just like rocked up in a hoodie and sweats, but there is absolutely zero things wrong with that. So I don't think I'm coming for people who just, you know, get in and get out. There's nothing wrong with that. But I loved like putting together a cute little uni look. I had my uni bag that I absolutely loved. I had a long shot bag forever that I just like rinsed and repeated and used to death. Um, I think I ended up using another bag that I've used to death and I've since sort of replaced in my life, but I think I still have it. I used the baby bag from the Daily Edited, which was actually made for mums. Um, it's a structured black tote bag and it actually came with like a nappy changing 
thing in it, which I obviously didn't need, but <laughs> I loved. And it just had my initials on it. It made me feel like so put together. I got it, I think, for my 18th birthday. And I just lived and breathed that bag. I absolutely loved it. Um, I would just put a little bit of effort in. I loved it. I loved getting ready for uni. I always am the type of person that if I put a little bit more effort into how I look and feel, I feel like more motivated and like ready to tackle tasks. If I'm just sort of sitting around like there are days where I will work from home and I won't get out of my trackies. That's like normal. There's nothing wrong with that. But if I'm leaving the house, I always try to live by the motto of like, get like put a little look together. It's it's not for anybody else. Like who cares? People are going to walk past you and they're not even going to, half of them aren't going to look at you and the other half are going to forget about what you're wearing in five seconds. But it's for you. Like you feel good doing it. You feel like you're put together even if you're faking it. You don't feel put together. Putting an outfit, a look together and getting ready for uni, going on campus, sitting in your tutorials, going to your lectures, going to the library, you feel like you're accomplishing something and you feel like you're on top of stuff. And I just, yeah, I think look good, feel good. I think your outside mimics your inside. That's just the way that I've always been. I think I was raised that way. My mother lives her life like that. She's lived her life like that every day of her life. There is she, my grandmother was like that. There wasn't a single hair out of place on my grandmother's head my entire life. She would put her makeup on, she would put her rollers in, and she would put a look on every single day of her entire life. And that is just the way that I thought people did things. And I think while, of course, being, you know, post-COVID and working from home and studying from home and all of that, obviously, we've gotten into some habits of you know, just chilling in our sweats and there's a place for that and there's no nothing wrong with that. But I think putting in a little bit of effort for work and uni and even running errands, I'm like, okay, what do I want to wear for that? You know, it just makes, it makes the day-to-day fun. And I guess that can go into romanticizing just the little things. And I love that. I would say I have mastered the art of romanticizing almost everything, even just checking things off my to-do list, making myself a coffee, putting the time in to make myself a beautiful salad. I don't, you know, I'll light a candle every day of my life. I will, you know, take the time to body brush or fix that nail that I broke two days ago. Like I will find a way to practice and implement self-care every single day of my life. And I think that that keeps me sane I never weirdly I know so many people say how do you manage self-care and prioritizing yourself when you're so busy it has become second nature for me I will always prioritize those things because that's how I remain productive and it's how I remain on top of things is because I feel like I've put time in for myself my cup is full which means that I can fill my cup up everywhere else too Okay, the last question I'm going to end on today is, and I kind of touched on it a little bit before, but TV shows that you're currently watching. I am happy to say that I finally watched The Fall. I have been recommended this TV show for literally years. And then Thomas finally said like, okay, can we watch this show? Because I've heard so many good things about it. And we, it's on Binge. And it's got Jamie Dornan in it, who is in Fifty Shades of Grey. And it's also got Gillian Anderson, uh, who I've just got the world's biggest crush, girl crush on. Um, I don't, like, I love all things like true crime and, you know, murder mystery. So this is very much up my alley, serial killer, you know, 
on the hunt. It's so incredibly good, but just the way that it's shot, I love British crime shows. I it's so different to American. I find the Brits just do it so much better. It's so much more realistic and you sort of feel like you're in it. Um, we've absolutely loved that. I will say, and I, you know, I, I don't enjoy violence and I don't like watching violence for the sake of it, but this show really did give me the heebie-jeebies. Like I would watch it and be like, I would lie awake thinking about it. And I think that's just a testament to the cast and the production value of the show that I feel like it's real. And if you're not into like crime shows, this one is definitely not for you because I think this is one of the better crime shows that I've ever watched. Um, I would say that that has been our top priority. We are still, we've slacked off so hard with Desperate Housewives. We've been watching Desperate Housewives in the beginning because I've never seen it. Thomas's mom watched it growing up and as he was growing up. So he actually had seen quite a lot of episodes and we started watching it together and we absolutely loved it. But it's so one of those shows that you can like go backwards and forwards from, like you start watching it and then you can kind of like go watch something else. And then a couple of weeks you can come back and binge another five episodes and roll like that I think we're like mid-season four or something like that but we need to get back into it because I am obsessed with Desperate Housewives guys like I don't know how I didn't get onto this show before it is so up my alley like I'm so into like reality tv and I grew up watching Bold and the Beautiful with my grandmother and I feel like it's the perfect combination between reality tv and Bold and the Beautiful it's just it's so good and the cast is so so good it's it's honestly I don't and I also like I've got mad props and respect for Thomas for wanting to watch that show because I know a lot of men would never admit that they like Desperate Housewives and he's like um Desperate Housewives is dope like don't let anybody tell you otherwise like that shit is so entertaining so if you're like me and you put off watching Desperate Housewives for literally years because you just thought there's a mid, like so, so many seasons, guys. I think there's like 10 seasons or something. It's like, all right, I'll tackle that one day. Today's the day. Just go and do it. I promise you, you won't regret it. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. I'm so sorry I was a day late, but I hope that everybody has a fantastic long weekend and some well-deserved rest and easter eggs and time with family or friends or whatever you're doing and hopefully i will be alive and well and fully recovered from my hangover from my bachelorette party to bring you some more kindest regards content next week have a fantastic rest of your week guys and i will speak to you soon